I'm going to record with my eye tonight. Hello and welcome to the Art and Science Punks podcast, where two lifelong learners talk about art, science, engineering, technology, and how we use those things in our day-to-day lives. I'm one of your punks, Kate Stenzinger, and with me tonight and every night is my amazing punk partner. Hi, I am Rob Stenzinger. Hey, Rob Stenzinger. Hey, Kate. What do you want to talk about tonight? I was thinking about a whole bunch of different topics, and the one that seemed to be just the right time. And, uh, you know, just there's there's kind of a feel where you sort of sort through topics and ideas. And, and what then, inspires us, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have both been thinking a bit about uh, game design for coaching recently. Game design for coaching. Mm-hmm. Un- we're going to have to unpack that a little bit. I love it. Okay. Okay. Yep. But I think that's a fantastic topic. Cool. Are you ready? So I know it. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm I'm was just thinking there for a second. Um, I w- I almost was like, uh-oh, are we, is there a surprise question or something? Maybe? Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. Sounds good. We, yeah, so far, yeah, we've, we've taken a break from those. Uh, fair enough. And, okay. So game design and coaching. So. I, I mean, just thought of a surprise question. Oh boy. Nope. I'll save it. Really? Yep. I'm good. I'm waiting for it. Nope. I'm good. Oh. Okay, fair enough. You, okay, game design for coaching. So game design is the, the hmm, creating experiences for others um, where you have uh, some kind of feedback loop, an optional set of challenges and choices. You have yeah. enough agency to engage. It's a game, right? There's a rules and, and you're uh, composing that. objective, Right, you've got yeah, an objective, exactly. final objective. You've got some rules that constrain you, and mm-hmm. you know, a goal. Yeah, and I prob- guess, probably something, goal. something that's uh, challenging yet somehow interesting. Where the uh, whether it's the feedback or the the thing itself, where it's like, yeah, I want to try that, and it feels good when I when I give it when I try. Like, um, like a game you're playing. Um, <laughs> Uh, what's super funny, I'm literally, literally staring at Street Fighter 2, but I think of a, a super old, uh, an even older game, um, Yars Revenge. Where, Yars Revenge, dun dun dun. Yeah, the, the, that was a game for, for the Atari 2600 that... What um, did Yar want revenge on? Uh, yeah, oh, it's been a long time since I read the Pac-In comic. Oh, yeah, so I forget. You had yeah. to... So a lot of Work Atari 2600 it. games came with a, like a pack-in comic that gave you a, an explanation of the premise. And uh, so Yar was this sort of mm, space-faring insectoid thing. He was a space fairy? Yeah, kind of. Okay. And um, Yar, uh, in, in the situation where Yar was doing, doing Yar, Yar's job, or the game that you helped Yar with. <laughs> Yar was doing Yar's job. Yep, this Yar needs you. Um, to okay, essentially eat away at like this barrier where you could take over this. I don't know, space fortress, castle thing. It's okay. all mostly in your ma- imagination because you're seeing very blocky shapes and stuff. Sure. Okay. It's an Atari Twenty Six Hundred game, so you had this kind of uh, for its day a really funky sort of glowy. Um, rectangular strip that like if you were inside there you're invulnerable and then you had this shield around this sort sort of fortress if you got to the sort of central control thing that was inside of it okay and you sh- you know sort of 
shot it, right? You won that board, but then your reward for that was to then do it again, but a little faster. Same board? More or less, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, actually not more or less. Yes, exactly. Exact that. same board. Yeah. You just had to go just, faster. Just a little faster. So, um, and that's the idea where um, it would be boring if it all was 100% the same. Like, you know, so, so they're dealing with very limited resources, trying to find a way to make it different and harder. Sure, absolutely. And fast, you know, increasing the speed is one way to do that yep. in an old game. So, okay, so that's game yeah. design. Game design. How do um, we get to Yar? Yar's, Yar's Revenge, um, where you have some kind of task. Like you can help this this alien go through. It, it's sort of a little bit of a um, dodging puzzle. You you know, get to the goal thing, and so you're trying to you know uh, accomplish something. Sure. And uh, whether it's that or whether it's creating a feedback loop on a list that you're trying to get done for the day, for the week, or whatever. The little games that we play with our play, yeah, so that's play where by gets, ourselves to to get our to-do list done. And and then that that's where it gets more coaching, right? Where you're um, the reason you're doing it is not just because well uh, playing a um, an appealing challenge that's fun but but then when you when you somehow put the things that you need to get done in your day or your week into that sort of context it can be um that that can that can work for some folks some folks don't find that appealing and don't want right you yeah. know points or a feedback loop for you know just badges day to day stuff yeah yeah um that's the whole like, gamification thing yeah. Oh, yeah. We we could totally talk about gamification too. Mm-hmm. That word is so overused, in my opinion. But um, what I was thinking about when you were talking about the coaching aspect of this, mm-hmm. um, it reminded me. And this is very tangential because I like to kind of wander off the topic. Um, mm. What was the zombie typing game? Oh yeah, typing of the dead. That one always cracked me up. Yeah. Yeah, so I was, you know, you're learning, you're learning to type, a, right? You got to type fast. Yeah, you're gaining an actual, like, sort of physical skill. Skill, yeah. Mm-hmm. Typing of the dead. And, <laughs> you know, you're doing it just to keep yourself safe from zombies, which is always important. <laughs> so that, that, I mean, that's a really good um, example of a very uh, fantastical feedback loop that is, you know... <laughs> What's funny is fa- as fantasy based as having a bunch of zombies coming at you, yet having sort of little word placards pointing at each of them, like you could and you have to choose like maybe um, maybe the zombie that that says uh, Yar's Revenge is like 10 feet away from you mm-hmm. in the game. But then the zombie that says Rumpelstiltskin is like two feet away from you. So which do you type first? Right. Um, and so you've got those kind of trade offs going on and. And and at the end of it, you're getting faster at typing. Uh, oh, absolutely. To get further in the game, yeah. Like, you just that's that's what you literally can't proceed deeply into the game without picking up your typing skills. Yeah. Include increasing your words per minute. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So let's see. That's a that's a really good hybrid example you mentioned there, where it's it's very much. Um, a gameful experience. Yeah, I mean, and that's a video game too, right? Mm-hmm. So that vi- yeah. is kind of another added layer of it. Mm-hmm. So tell me when How you... How is that off topic? Like, so where, where were you going to dig into with that? 
Oh, I just, when you were talking, I was just remembering doing that game and how that was coaching in a way, Mm -hmm. right? So it was that combination of video game and coaching. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess it's not that off topic. Not a bit. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) I didn't think of it earlier when I was kind of prepping in my brain. Um, well, I, I don't blame you. I mean, it really can sound like, um, somehow combining these two worlds is incongruent like that. It, oh, I bet if we thought about it, we could come up with a ton of examples. I agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that like pick, um, let's see, uh, well, tracking your fitness and seeing where oh, the numbers right? go and yeah, you know, now. picking a challenge there. Um, yeah, there's all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, the train, like the, the 30 day training experiences, um, whether that's sort of like like the 30 day workouts, yeah, 30 day workouts or or like couch to 5k. Yeah. All that stuff. Um, I don't know if couch to 5k is 30 days, but like it's a, it's not that long as far as, um, yeah, timeframe. Yeah. So, and those are all, I think very much coaching things. So Mm -hmm. I was going to ask you, um, when are cases when you feel the need to build, um, to do that coaching, to build a coaching example, right? Is it always like, yeah. I just have tasks I need to get done or what are, what are some, um, mm, I'm blanking on the word, but things that get you feeling like you need to, to build a coaching experience. Yeah. Well, okay. There is a, um, keep wanting to say prodding you to good. I don't know why I can't come up with the word, but. <laughs> In a way, it is prodding. It's creating what some kind of external feedback mechanism that has a bit of sort yeah. of positive reinforcement built into it. That um, my desire for that could be the, or like an urge or a prod or a nudge. Um, that's a the nudge is a common term used used now when when um, let's see, like when you're designing a process. And you know that like it's just gonna work better. Like why like put our our website on a billboard when we could just send a text message for, to our, you know, people who we know they need to sign up by a certain date. And the one is way more immediate, way more like sort of at hand and salient, like it's 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 gonna be remembered and acted upon, more likely than something that's like outside. When designers choose that kind of thing, it's it's a nudge. So, oh, interesting. Nudging you in a direction. Yeah. Okay. Um, which I was not familiar with that term used in that way. Yeah, that's kind of cool. There's, yeah, there's a. There's I mean, it a, makes sense, but I. There's just, a group in the UK called the. Uh, the nudgers. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, they're they were called the nudge unit. No, they were not. Yeah. So <laughs> they uh, and now I think they've they've essentially they they were renamed themselves. <laughs> I think they might have. I need to um, dig into it to see where they've gone, but I think they've become essentially like a like a consulting firm or what have you. But they started out of a um, a governmental effort to try to um, just you know help help people with um, you know making the right thing easier to do. Is it almost like a, a usability, understanding your audience better and what mm-hmm. their immediate actions are? I mean, is mm-hmm. it is it fit into that world? It fits into that world very much, cool. um, especially okay. the whole uh, behavioral economics discipline. Oh, interesting. Yep. And where you think about, well, how do people um, like what motiv- what motivates people? How do we decide and choose among different yeah. options in front of us yeah. and all that? And if you think about, well, if I want a certain outcome, but like I'm distracted by other things, it's kind of neat to have a feedback loop that's guiding me toward that other, the the outcome that, that I'm trying to push my, nudge myself toward. 
So that's the whole, like, I mean, that's the coaching angle. I mean, you're trying to, um, you know, opt into tools or design a way to get towards some kind of outcome and make it, um, make it easier for yourself to succeed. Like when you're designing that for, yeah. your, for yourself coaching. So that's really interesting because I think your example so far have been kind of designing for yourself and mm-hmm. thinking it through for yourself or in a business setting, right? Yeah, so okay. with, with the nudge unit, <laughs> <laughs> being more of, of kind of a business setting. Because when I think of game design for coaching, I think of um, the children. Oh, sure. And how, you know, just naturally we're creating game experiences to, um, to help them complete a task or to, to nudge them along, if Mm -hmm. you will. So dance party cleanup, right? We Uh take one of the portable speakers and we put on, you know, everybody gets to pick a song and we kind of rotate around. But while the song is on, we've got the music cranked and everybody's cleaning up Mm -hmm. and that's, you know, dance party cleanup. (laughs) Um, which is always fascinating because our youngest always picks Frosty the Snowman, um, regardless of time of year. (laughs) So we're cleaning up to Frosty the Snowman a lot at our house. It it is a, it's a fun song no matter, no matter the season. I guess, I guess. And she likes the original. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, I think of that type of um, game design and, and that's at the most basic and simplistic level, right? There's some choice, Um, there's, um, a time factor, right? And your objective is to clean up and to kind of keep moving and keep cleaning while your song is on. Yeah, exactly. And there's positive reinforcement from essentially some people who are facilitating it where, you know, the parents. Well, yeah. And we're all dancing and we're all, you know, cleaning up. mm -hmm. And, uh, then some kind of ambient positive reinforcement of like, you know, music that you enjoy. Yeah. That you love and you get Mm -hmm. to pick, um, other, you know, things I think of just even again, incredibly simple examples of, you know, I'm trying to get everybody upstairs for, uh, bedtime, you know, time to get ready for bed. And, you know, they're thinking of every excuse in the book to not go upstairs. And so, oh, it's a race. I'll race you all upstairs. (laughs) That's always, that's something, isn't it? So, yeah. But what about, okay, what about the negative aspects of that? Isn't it, so, well, so a race implies a zero-sum game where someone wins and someone loses. Oh, you maybe haven't noticed, but I, I let them win. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't push them down the stairs to get up there first. That's, okay. And they're there you go. very, very pleased to beat me. The, okay. So that that's it. And so in a There's way, a lot of created pride a, a, with... a co-op <laughs> experience where they're compete they're both on a team against you Uh, no there's a lot of you know i beat you no i beat you and you know what i mean like they they they're competitive with each other you know absolutely but um it's pretty short-lived you know Mm -hmm. you'll hear one or two of those and then they're on to the next thing get their jammies and and we move forward yeah so it works pretty well like you've completed completed a coaching mission yep okay done and that's just, I mean, like I said, an incredibly simplistic example. Uh, no, but but it, it really fits because um, I think, I mean, you're getting toward one of the things that, that uh, essentially a game experience we've been working on for, for a while, a little, a little bit over a year now. Yeah. yeah. Wow, it has been. It's evolved a lot, which I think is cool. We'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Why don't you introduce the, the game? Okay. 
So what about, so gamification we mentioned, and we also mentioned gameful design. Should we do that real quick? Oh, yeah. yeah Sorry, so, I'm jumping ahead. No, no, not really. It just, I want to make, you know, just... Lay more foundation. Yeah, a little extra foundation. Okay. So um, we described how you can compose these experiences that, I mean, we named a lot of the elements where you have some kind of task that has a feedback loop and it's an optional challenge and all this kind of stuff that, you know, it maybe has some kind of, you know, changing variable as far as difficulty to continue it, it to, to be interesting. And uh, that is a paraphrased definition that, that I learned from uh, the book Reality is Broken by Jane McGonigal. Reality is broken. Yeah. Is reality broken? Uh, yeah, I guess I'm, I'm honestly waiting for the patch to download because that's, that, that's what modern gaming is like, right? I go to, I start a game. You just blew my mind. Wait, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I'm being facetious, but I'm saying like every time I turn on one of my current games, I'm like waiting. Right. I have a 20 minute play session and 10 to 15 of that is waiting for the patch because it's like, oh, we updated this. So now you got to wait. You can't play the no, game. No, I'm yet. familiar with and that. And I'm saying reality, whatever. Okay. <clears throat> Joke beaten into the ground. So, um, there's no patch for reality. There is okay. reality. Okay. Well, there's the whole, you know, perception and reality and what's... Oh, that's my curse. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. What's more important? The perception of reality or reality? Natural forces versus how we observe them. Uh. Right. Well, and how do, you, how do you peel it apart? How do you peel it apart? Well, science helps a lot. <laughs> uh, you can have uh, essentially... Mm, a combination of vetted, trusted sources and um, your own process with which you test your your um, your observations, questions, and assumptions, and then the, find a way. Okay, anyway, scientific method. That's the that's absolutely. But I guess okay. Which, so I'm going to pull on this thread a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. I agree please. with you completely on scientific method, but I'm talking about the reality of um, our eldest child. I'm going to make this up. The total. Yeah, yeah. Pretend scenario, okay? Um, eldest child is upset because friend was mean to her at school. Mm. Or teacher is picking on her. Teacher um, is, you know, being unfair to her. What's perception and what's reality? Oh, you just, wait, okay, parenting pop quiz. Because there, there isn't going to be any scientific research on whether or not, you know, the friend was mean to her, the teacher was picking on her. Oh, interesting. So perception versus reality when... When you said reality was broken, this is exactly where my brain went. That's so very sorry. Interesting. No, yeah. Drag I mean, you okay. down my we'll, rabbit we'll hole. We'll circle, circle back to, I think, a different but, but related premise. But in this circumstance, you're hearing a story and you have no ability to gather additional evidence and observation, really. Well, I could. I could, you know, interrogate the other, the, the other child <laughs> sure. or I could call no the problem. instructor. That's welcome. That's right. Uh, no, okay. Hey, you, come talk to me. No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> and then even in that scenario, right, you're just going to get the other person's perception of what happened. So who gets to judge reality in that case, I guess, is where I'm going. So, okay, um, this is a fun uh, mental experiment, and I do this enjoy This is my those. surprise question. It's essentially a surprise question. Okay. Uh, <laughs> to me, the idea that, uh, so per perception is part of reality, that we have to um, gain enough awareness to incorporate into our model in how we think about problems. Sure. 
and understand that it is there is the um, combination of our own individual mental models and then how we choose how we're able to convey and communicate that to other people's mental models and how they perceive the circumstance and the better you the more discipline you use there the um i think greater chance of success in gaining a an accurate understanding on a problem and then a problem where like someone's just coming to you with a story and a bunch of emotion sure um the only and the, like choosing what problem you could possibly um make some kind of useful insight and progress toward um service or health or benefit to you know the the people present uh it's really probably just dealing with the emotion not necessarily the the exact perception issue yeah Yeah, it's more yeah that's a good point and oftentimes that can be the case is it's you know unpack that emotion Mm -hmm. um the other thing yeah how do you feel that why do you feel that what's that like and where Mm -hmm. uh, so asking questions to to um, probe and explore i think the other thing that i do with that is um try and encourage some perspective taking of well how do you think the other person felt in that situation Mm What do you think that person was feeling? What do you think that person, you know, and of course dealing with, you know, the person in front of me too and their thoughts and their Mm -hmm. emotions and and how they felt, but also um, doing some of that perspective taking and seeing if they, if they can kind of put themselves in the other's shoes, if you will, which I think leads to what you were saying around service and. Well, and because another way to phrase that is uh, from, from what I expressed was you're participating in systems of perception interacting with one another. Yep. Okay. That makes sense. So it's, how can you, uh, I think, yeah, perspective taking sounds like an awesome exercise to gain some insight outside of your own individual. Emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Emotion. Yep. Okay, well, thank you for wandering down that path with me. I'm Mm going to walk you back to, you were just talking about um, Jane McGonigal's book, Mm -hmm. Reality is Broken. Yeah, and so... Which clearly has an engaging title. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, so the title is is there to do its job, which is um, to, you know, yes, judge a book by the cover and throw your money at it. And honestly... You know, does it live up to that kind of, um, do you have buyer's remorse or whatnot? No, I mean, I've, I've endorsed that book on like a bajillion podcasts and whatnot. Bajillion. It's, yeah, at least, you know. Is your reality broken? <laughs> yeah, totally. But um, <laughs> the, let's see. So tell me what the book, what's the premise of the book? Uh, I mean, the premise of the, of the book is looking at, I think, the overall idea of adding game play dynamics to um regular day-to-day contexts and also like what is game design and the history of game design and also um f- ideas that support the overall thesis that um there is a lot of um benefits to human experience by opting into games and setting them and and, and creating sure, them for, our, for ourselves and each other okay um, yeah, my paraphrasing, but I like that. Mm. So how we can, you know, um, what are the benefits to creating that game, ex- game experience for ourselves, mm-hmm. for others? So is that both in kind of like a formalized game, like, um, you know, how we created this panda 
Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, just a plain old video game for fun and entertainment, mm-hmm. um, that that's um, a way of engaging, but also this kind of game thing that we're going to talk about with for coaching. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, is it is it both or is it more the coaching aspect? Uh, no, it's both. It's very okay. much. It's, it's so very the entertainment much both. piece yeah. is there. I mean, it's it's. Um, I mean, that's an aspect of it. So it's almost asking, why is this engaging? Why is this entertaining? And then it's the dynamic of essentially adaptive learning, where you're continually finding um, yourself at a slightly uncomfortable edge of your capability. Where As Yar goes faster and faster. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, back to Yar's reve- revenge, which again, like, um, that's, I don't know what the heck that title means given the pixels I was looking at, but sure. But it still was fun. Awesome. Um, yeah. And because I got that, if the little, if the little rectangle hit Yar, Yar's gone, right? And I want Yar to accomplish the task to get his revenge yeah so there's plenty or her of little, revenge yeah his or her like yeah good point um okay so um reality broken yeah the whole concept i mentioned gamification and it's the um it feels like a whole um that word is not a i don't have great feelings about it necessarily but i do love the idea of of uh, designing games and having game design mechanics in mind when thinking thinking of how do you create a, a helpful experience for other people so so a helpful experience where somebody needs to to learn something or accomplish something yeah or just feel feel joy and um attentive interest during something that is um i don't know maybe not initially inherently as appealing Versus other choices that are among in their environment. For instance, okay, uh, yep. this thing. Okay, we, we bared the lead enough. Um, we <laughs> we have a game that we're working on in our family called Teamwork and Hustle. Teamwork and Hustle. I know. It's so catchy, isn't it? It is. It, actually, it's it's fun. Um, and the, the it was just named based on a couple of um, explorable principles that lead to a better collective experience for every, for, for the whole family. So when we're all engaged in better teamwork, when we're all moving along and getting toward our, <clears throat> our, our commitments and whatnot, it's. Well, and it's, it's, our, it's a part of experience. our family values also, yeah. right? We collaborate as a team. Uh-huh. We, you know, we hustle. It's a value in our, in our family. Yeah. yeah. I'm remembering the, a festival I never attended, the family values tour. <laughs> you didn't go? No, I never did. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know what I did with my CD, but I had a Family Values Tour CD at one point, and uh, and it's gone. But um, that <laughs> I'm not sure what to say to that. Uh-huh. What What was on that CD? Oh, you know some 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 things that um, just st- I was curious. I went and grabbed a sampling of current music that was experimental and uh and i was curious i was curious about limp biscuit and then i had my then i was like oh okay i get it now (laughs) (laughs) and i was curious about other things like um like filter and and hey man nice shot and stuff like that oh so this was a hat this was like a uh what we refer to lovingly in our house as a junior metal 
Exactly. I thought this because was like, I'm yes. No, I I didn't realize that the title was ironic. It's totally ironic. Yeah, I, I mean, didn't it's, know it's, that. <laughs> I'm um, like, yeah, I mean, it, it was a bunch of rock bands saying, um, uh, using a phrase that was common among politics that weren't in their. You know, New metal, rap the, metal, funk metal. <laughs> I'm on their Wikipedia site. Yeah, and Wikipedia all page. I really knew at the time was essentially like thrash metal. And I was like, oh, what's all this stuff? Yeah, Korn started it oh, in 1998. That's what happened. That's what happened. Gosh, I really should read more. Um, okay. So, yeah, family values. Um, and, you know, we... Uh, let's see, as I was, I was explaining, it's so funny, like this podcast, I mean, if you're not into parenting, you're probably like, ugh, whatever, take out your buds, you know, get back to whatever you were drawing and what have you. But, um, but, um, or doing cooking, baking, yeah, running dishes. Yep. The, all the podcast activities. Yeah. (laughs) I just think it's funny because your, your other podcast, it's definitely people are doing drawing and art and. Oh yeah. Yeah. And um, okay, so back to teamwork and hustle. So we created teamwork and hustle as a way to kind of help our family um, keep moving, keep um, collaborating, get unstuck. It was a contract in a way like, hey, I want to help us. I want to be this coach. And here's a mechanism with which I think if if you are interested as a participant, right? Yeah. um, This could be really good. So. Yep. Here's a feedback loop. It, it's all about um, uh, keeping us moving forward with our hustle and also, um, you know, helping each other and being um, not not just getting stuck in. It was a way to almost like uh, break out of um, mm, dilly dallying. Where's my shoes? Um, I feel like so running this, to the other room and working on other stuff instead of continuing wandering. on with, yeah. yeah. And really, which isn't bad, it's natural. And, but yet I, I wanted, for me, I, I saw how like there was all this disharmony and I was like, wait, uh, how do we give this a different context where like this puzzle of like, yeah, we all have a bunch of schedules. How do we make that not suck so much? Right. And it, it really, I think, started and has continued to be something we utilize most often during transition. So going to bed at night, getting out of the house to get to school in the morning, um, are I think the, probably the biggest key times when teamwork and hustle really comes into play. And the kids know the rules around teamwork and hustle. And, and you need to keep moving forward. You need to keep, you know, completing your tasks you know, get dressed, brush teeth, go potty, you know, is kind of the morning. Those three steps have to be completed before, you know, anything else happens. Yet it's not like this rote, here are the steps with which to go potty. Here are the steps with which to execute any given thing. Absolutely. It, and there's, there's a lot always of choice. Yeah. It, it, it's like, and you can choose. Okay. You can ditch it. You can say, nope, I'm not going to go for it on, on today with, with teamwork and hustle. And, well, but there's, a you can do that too. But that. also what I, what I mean by choice is like, do you want to brush teeth, go potty or get dressed? You get to pick which True. of those you do, which is a big deal um, with the littles, right? Especially the one. And that's how everything is phrased. Oh, what are you going to do next? Oh, which one are you going to pick? 
This is your choice. And isn't it, in most games you have this this circumstance where it's yeah. not just um, it's not a game if you're merely executing step after step after step and it's only in those particular orders. Though one could argue that super duper optimized games at a professional level get that level of mm, rote activity. Sure. You know, perfective, perfecting step and order and stuff. That's not our intent. Well, and there are some mornings I feel like that, but <laughs> I try not to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we, our, our intent in coaching this is to try to create an experience where there are choices and you can continue to move forward in a variety of ways. Yep. And if you do that, if you complete a full day of teamwork and hustle where you kind of are, are really um, being a good team member, you're keeping your hustle going, um, you're being, you know, everything from a good listener to a good friend to, you know, helping out with your chores, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you have completed teamwork and hustle for that day. And after a week of completing teamwork and hustle, there's a reward. So you're mm-hmm. working towards a reward mm-hmm. um, at all times. And I think that's um, – it's been a lot of fun and it, we've seen a lot of um, positive behavior change with it because it's kind of that simple reminder of, oh, you want to you know, keep going. We're working on teamwork and hustle. It was one of those things where it struck me as one of the designers of it um, – the key designer of it. I'm just going to give you the full credit. Gosh, I, I love to dodge stuff, don't I? With that. You do. So um, I, I just saw that you you have these, these the perspective, the look of utter, um, I, I not feeling connected and not feeling like I have any agency or an option. And that's not what I'm, what I intend to be, teaching and sharing as an experience with them. So I just was like, well, how do you make, um, how can, how can we set up something that show that their, that choices matter so much? Yeah. And that, um, I think that that sort of like question is where it, where it all grew out of. Mm -hmm. I also, um, I think that's fantastic. I also want to add that, you know, for us, we do, you know, seven days and there's kind of more rules in there, but we do seven days and then you earn a reward and we've done experiences. We've done, you know, little, um, physical items, but we have some friends that we've shared this with Mm. and they do, um, like each night, if you do teamwork and hustle, you might earn a high five or you might earn an extra story at bedtime. Mm. Um, and so that's kind of how they've, you know, they take and, and modified it and they do it on a, and their kids are different ages, right? So they, um, they do that on a, a shortened, like on a one day, each mm-hmm. day has its own type of reward. Nice. You know, you get a teamwork and hustle high five or you get a teamwork and hustle extra story. It's yeah. It's all, you know, pick a, pick some kind of cycle, pick some kind of, um, um, uh, reinforcement positive energy experience whatever it is yeah um uh yeah trinket allowance i mean this is another one of our like we're also experimenting with this as like this is kind of how we do allowance yep oh absolutely and uh, a variety of things like that so 
it's uh, yeah, that's that that's the thing though. Teamwork and hustle. Um, I think that was a good summary of it. Yeah, I yeah. think so. That was really good. Um, one more kind of question on the game design and coaching before we move on to our picks tonight. And is do you have anything similar that you do for yourself in your day to day, like any game design that you would share as a tip or a trick? Mm, I have my sort of. Um, is it gameful? I don't. It's not that gameful right now. Um, I save the game stuff for for like larger, um, larger goals. And mm-hmm. it's not that complicated right now because for the most part, well, yeah, I put in, yeah, I put in, um, a particular goal in a special app and it's, it's, um, um, uh, it's called Epic Win. Oh, <laughs> I forgot Word. about Epic Win. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I put a goal in there and it's, I don't use Epic Win to manage all my tasks. I use essentially a combination of ubiquitous capture and a couple of different formats that all sort of eventually funnel, um, into, um, the, the tasks end up getting brought in, brought into OmniFocus. And, uh, but the big ones that are like, ah, oh, I really want this to come about. And it's like, it, it's just silly little extra celebration. I'm like, when I, um, okay, if you've not used the, the app Epic Win, you uh, you have this list of tasks. And for me, it's like one or two things are in there at, at any given time. Okay. Not, not a bunch of sure. things. It's, it's, and often it's one. And But I'm like, I made progress. And I'm like, I just go in there and I hold the task. And this little dude goes, burr, 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 and, he's like, and, and this little battling character is as if they're sort of bashing the task like it were a monster or something. Oh, funny. And... Um, but then ultimately when I go in there and I do it for the final time and I let that little character beat the task, it like, you know, it's, it's sort of, you know, it has this little explosion and there's chimes and there's sparkles and, and yeah. And you're, yeah, there you go. It's like an adventure, um, RPG adventure game where you, you know, defeat a task. That's a riot. I love that. Yeah. Epic win. Yep. Rob Stenzinger for the epic win. That's, yeah, that's what I'm like, yay, epic win. And then I just, then I'm like, yeah, that feels good. Yeah. Little, little ritual. I buy shoes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's not bad too. Like you have a, you have your. I accomplished this giant goal mm-hmm. or medium goal. Mm-hmm. Maybe small goal. Ha <laughs> ha. It, yeah, exactly. I don't mean to be severe in saying like only the biggest things get to be those tasks, but yeah, that's where they tend to go because in part, I don't want to be wandering over to this thing all the time. Sure. No, I understand. And yeah. I don't actually buy shoes, but I think that's just kind of a funny thing. <laughs> and it is, it is. I mean, I, I think we both do that where we re- do set goals and reward, you know, and rewards, mm-hmm. you know, um, just in life in general, but, mm-hmm. um, I just, that's a, that's a good one. I like that. I've uh, gone through phases where I do that a ton and now it's pretty infrequent, but yeah. like, I like to do a little bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, for me. That's usually reserved for more of the larger. Totally. And that, that's not a value judgment judgment or whatever. I just noticed that over time, like, um, like I've, um, that has become less frequent, but sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing just Epic me. when I like that. Totally. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you think about sharing some picks? I love it. Okay. I'm ready to move on to some picks. You want me to go first? Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about my pick tonight. 
Mm, I have an art pick. Okay. My art pick is the glitter slime monsters. Hmm. That sounds um, gross. (laughs) (laughs) What's this? What is this? So glitter slime monsters, and we'll put a link to it in the show notes as usual, but it's, um, you know how you can make slime? Hmm. Maybe you don't know, but you can make slime. You, anybody can make slime. It just takes a few ingredients from around the house. But oh. you can also make glitter slime. And you may remember this because you were sent on more than one outing to find the right colors of Elmer's glitter glue mm-hmm. um, so that we could have the right colors of glitter slime. Uh-huh. For some reason, um, the Target stores that we kept going to, they all just only had the one color. Yeah. And they were out of the other colors. At any rate. Wasn't it a Michaels that I finally found? I think, yeah, it was yeah. where you got more variety of colors. Yeah. Some, there you go. So it's been a while, but so at any rate, glitter slime. So, um, first of all, you make glitter slime and then you make a glitter slime monster. So to make glitter slime, glitter slime, it's, you know, Elmer's glitter glue, water, borax, um, and you there's just that we'll list the directions, but how you kind of mix it together. And hmm. um, it's a great activity for kids. They can just knead those ingredients together until they turn into a slime. And then um, you can take like a baby food jar. We took these little jars um, that are about the same size that I think we had gotten at Ikea hmm. um, and filled that you then put your glitter slime in there. And that's just a great storage container for it. But the glitter slime monster is kind of the cool fact part of that was then you decorate the outside of the um, glass jar with googly eyes and pipe cleaners um, mm. and like um, cupcake papers like flipped upside down for hats <laughs> and make them into little monsters, mm. glitter slime monsters. Anyway, it's one a super fun um, activity that we've done a couple times and I really like that one. Yeah. And on they're pretty durable too. Very durable. Yep. That, that glitter slime, especially then it's got like its little case and you can take it out and play with it and put it back. And mm-hmm. It's kind of sparkly. It's a bit translucent if you set it in front of a light. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, that's my art pick for tonight. Yeah, that's cool. It's And it's and again, it's it's not like it's, oh, oh, that only works for one day or a weekend. I mean, if you want, you've got a cool thing on your bookshelf for yeah. quite some time. Um, okay, cool. So I have a science pick, and that is a book, a book called Ooh, I love it. Sprint. Sprint. Mm-hmm. Subtitled, How to Solve Big Problems and Test New Ideas in Just Five Days. Ooh. What a book title. It sounds like I wrote it. I mean, so verbose. Like, but, but at the same time, and, and like but the big, the, it sounds like somehow... Um, it, it is such of our era, right? Right. Yeah. Where, um, do you feel a sense of loss now that you've heard this, if you don't have it in your life? <laughs> and so whatever, I mean, so picking on the title aside, it's a really cool book about the method, um, similar to some things that, that I've done in, in my day job where you are, um, working with a, a, a variety, a variety of people who have different disciplines, but not too big of a group. You try to get an idea out and you test that. And how do you do that over a short period of time? How do you do that when like 
well, when I envisioned this idea, I thought it would be like a working robot. Or when I envisioned this idea, I thought it would be this total big, cool app running on an iPad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you mock stuff up and test enough to get a signal to know like, oh, there are ways where this idea can improve or now I need to expound upon it to um, because I have a lot of confidence based on how, what I learned from testing it, right? Sure. Oh, and yeah. That's the whole. Yeah. It's, it's that's the whole concept of yeah. the five day. Mm-hmm. It was fi- called sprint. five day design sprint, basically. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. I love it. Yeah, it's a. It's yeah. a good book. Yeah, by Jake Knapp and John Zarotsky. Uh, I think it's a really good book. I think it's it's very solid. The the book and the resources surrounding it. Um, it, you know, I mean, your mileage may vary in, in like how you relate to some of the culture surrounding it. Um, as in, I don't know, like incubators and startups and all that. But yet, if you care about, uh, design and trying things Mm -hmm. and using a bit of scientific method in your design and getting evidence with which to, um, um, help focus your choices test maybe test your theory yes focus your choice mm-hmm. and narrow it down and like understand your end yeah. user what what problem are you truly trying to solve yeah. i mean that's and one of the things who's I it think. for and yeah um yeah we and it's most stuck around um somebody's got a great idea but is that really is that idea really going to solve a problem that somebody needs solved a great idea and a big budget don't necessarily mean you're actually going to solve a problem. Right. Yeah. So there you go. That could Sprint. be a whole nother podcast. I bet. Uh, All, right. All right. That wraps us up for today. We are the Art and Science Punks coming to you each week with stories of art, science, and creativity. Sometimes stories struggles and even successes of balancing our personal passions with work and family art and science punks has a blog at art and and on twitter we are art science punks you can find our podcast feed at art or on itunes where we would love your five-star rating and you can always tweet me at, at kate stenzinger on twitter and I am Rob Stenzinger on Twitter. What's the weather? What's the weather? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like today.